Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We certainly do for the at least 249th time. It's Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I'm your co-host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I'm here, as always, with the span flandiferous Mark Blankenship. Hi, Mark. Hello, and for those of you tracking at home, yes, I still have a cold. I bet you can guess which episodes we recorded on the same day. Hey. <laughs> you are smart, listeners. You know things. Um, we also know things and feel ways about things. Which thing? are we knowing and feeling about today, Mark? So I was up in the rotation in terms of choosing a song, and I don't know why, but I just decided that <laughs> the song I needed to discuss was Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I guess because anytime I hear this song, my mood improves by at least 15%, and that's always a good enough choice. Uh, ironically, Sarah, given the fact that I think this is a Queen song that many, many people know, and in fact, Spotify would tell me that hundreds of millions of people like it this song peaked in the 70s on the hot 100 in really? 1979 wow isn't that just ridiculous that's bizarre the charts don't always get the, the charts do not always reflect a song's lasting impact i mean when, i don't know about you but remind me what year this was 79 oh well you know what i sort of get it i mean yes i mean this this song is a bit, I guess, grandiloquent for what was happening in the era of My Sharona and the when disco was dying, mm, maybe there yeah. wasn't as much room. And the the queen hits of this period are the much more skeletal sounding Another One Bites the Dust um, or the pastiche of Crazy Little Thing Called Love. So maybe it doesn't track as much on the radio at this period, but I feel like history has proven, and I, I don't know if that's been your experience, but history has proven to me at least that Don't Stop Me Now is a song that we will always be hearing in one way or another. I I think that's absolutely right. Uh, I also think like, well, maybe we should hear a, a clip first, but I feel like it's very surprising that this didn't chart higher just based on like radio plays because I don't think it's a great song to dance to and it's a little bit, like it's a little bit of a dog's breakfast in terms of the pacing and the various movements within it, like it's it's sort of hard to get a handle on in terms of like if you're out on a dance floor, I would hear this and be like, I like this song, but I'm gonna go get a I'm gonna go get a crystal Pepsi because right. I can't like it's hard to dance to this. But um you would think that that would you would think that that would mean it did fine in terms of like radio plays and and single sales, but I guess I guess not. And yet I mean, yeah, yeah, on Spotify, I'm just looking right now. It has been streamed on Spotify 1.1 billion times. And I mean, it as like a sort of mission statement for Freddie Mercury as a as an icon, I think it's perfect, but like when it came out, I guess we had no way of knowing. Right. We can't always predict which songs are going to be the landmark songs. Yeah, um, well, it's true. Without further ado, let's listen to a clip yeah, of Don't do Stop that. Me Now by Queen. Oh, uh, you won't stop me. I'm a racing car, passing by like Lady Godiva. 
really is just a reminder. We are all poorer for the absence of Freddie Mercury on this side of the veil. That's correct. Also, one of the reasons. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. One of the reasons I so love this song is that Freddie Mercury, I feel like it, it, this, I know this isn't li- literally true, but as I listen to the song, I feel like the only person who could hang on without falling off the rails of this song is Freddie Mercury. I I think that's absolutely right. I th- I think this is also every now and then in a Queen song, you can kind of hear the rest of the band looking at e- looking at each other and being like, "Well, he's crazy for this one, but he he usually makes it work. Let's just see where it goes." And then they kind of like back him up with some harmony, and then there's like some crazy. Uh, but like, I-, I love that quality of Queen. Yes, that the rest of Queen always understood exactly what was up. To wit, Freddie was a supernova who had the perfect rock and roll voice and that they should just trust. They should just trust him. And yes, like, I don't actually know if that, if my feeling about that listening to the song tracks with its actual composition, but there is a moment right before the bridge where like Freddie's like, come on guys. And they're like, that's quicksand. And he's like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. I I always love that about Queen, not only that it's so bombastic and so well done and that Freddie also knows how rad he is and is just enjoying it and not in a dicky way. Right. But also that this that there's this sense that the that the band is just like all right, let's I mean, let's see what he's got. Is that a jetpack? All right, let's just see. Um and that they all worked together so well and were able to make these um, completely, you know, like sui generis, unique, enduring creations that were also fun because they all sort of understood each other and what they could do collectively and that they should just be like, well, you know, we are in the presence of Freddie. Let's just go with it. So, yes. And there are some Queen songs that trick the listener into thinking that they too can sing along. Mm-hmm. Another One Bites the Dust being a great example. And even there are stretches of Bohemian Rhapsody where you can sing along mm-hmm. and feel like you're keeping up. Yeah. And I love the cockiness of Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah. yeah. Because there is no fucking way that anyone else can sing along. Uh, maybe like 0.001% of the population and I feel like that this is Freddie Mercury just saying, look what I can do. And I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this, and I can ride this insanely fast tempo, and I can growl here and yelp here and stretch out a note here. And it all makes perfect sense because the lyric is, don't stop me now. I am going – I'm burning at 200 degrees. That's why they call me Mr. Fahrenheit, which is such a brilliant – it's such a brilliant lyric because it is complete nonsense but also makes perfect sense. Yeah. But the whole energy of this song to me is just unleashed. You you referenced the movie The Incredibles in our last episode, so I'm going to do it again. <laughs> there is that moment in The Incredibles where Dash finally gets to run as fast as he can. Uh-huh. And I have I feel like this is that moment for Freddie Mercury. Like I will just sing loud and beautifully and with incredible control and hit amazing notes and I'm going to say 
words that don't make sense half the time, but they're also going to make perfect sense. And the band is just going to keep up and let's go. And I love the sense of freedom and release in that. And there's also like for the first minute, it's just him and a piano and like a snare drum. Like it, it's actually like this is a rock song, but it's also sort of deceptively like cabaret um, proof of concept track. That is like, so yes, Sarah. Yes, and his you're right. Voice like this is this is someone who again fit like utterly confident in his ability, and this is sort of a you know b- beautiful um, monologue at the beginning. But again, like you've got kind of four different songs, um, all hitched together, which they they somehow get by with it. Like when you're listening to the song and analyzing it, you're like, how like the, you know, Freddie is greater than the sum of the parts again. Cause they have a, a bunch of songs like this that have little movements. And you're like, how are they going to get away with this? That's right. Freddie. But that first minute is just him like warming up in front of you and being like, Right. Okay, are you ready? Because I was born ready, and you're still not going to be able to keep up. Bye! And then he's, like, off. And you're like, well, what else can you do but admire this person who, while this was being sung, was probably wearing a satin onesie cut down to Jesus with little puffy wings on the biceps. Yeah, and was rocking that shit as well. Oh, my God, absolutely. And wearing it with, like you know, toe shoes or Uggs, like, uh, I don't know, Freddy. <sighs> like, I, every once in a while, when I have, um, when I'm in a sort of, like, place of real uh, pessimism about humanity, uh, I like to revisit certain Queen tracks and just be like, this person who was really sort of screwed over by his own timeline and society and human you know the frailty of the human body uh who gave an amazing performance in like the last thing that he recorded which brian may was like it's fine have a seat it's no big deal let's key it down and freddie's like fuck off took a vodka shot and sang the shit out of it and you can hear him just like physically flaming out while this is happening Every now and then I like to listen to that and be reminded that um, like uh, sort of unalloyed good is possible in the universe. Right. (laughs) And it often came in Freddy form. And, you know, I I just feel like he's such a distinct artist and Queen itself is such a distinct band. I really don't think any Queen to me feels like a cul-de-sac. In a way, mm-hmm. you know, there are lots of artists that they create their branches and like you can see, but I feel like, although obviously you can say queen is a glam metal band, queen is a rock band. There's something about their ability to fuse opera and camp and drop dead seriousness and joy and pain. That's to me so complex and inimitable I, I honestly don't think any other band has ever sounded like Queen, even yeah. in the 50 years that it's been now since they were making us, you know, lose our collective minds. And yeah. I feel like that that's makes their music so timelessly, perpetually exciting to listen to. 
because nobody else ever sounds like this ever. Yeah, it's true. And I think that, you know, the rest of the band doesn't get enough credit probably, but that's one of the, um, that's one of the unique aspects of Queen, in my opinion, is that, like I said before, everybody else involved understood that they were just going to have to sort of cede the spotlight to Freddie, um, because Freddie could realize all the good things that they were doing in terms of the composition and the guitars and everything else. So, right. And, you know, smart that they're like, well, we can, we can be, um, supernova famous with him sort of getting all the credit for everything we do, or we can, you know, put play like bingo nights. <laughs> what do you want to do? And like Brian may obviously not dumb, literally an astrophysicist now. So, but th- there's a, um, the sense of them as a collective or like a crown with um, Freddie as the giant crown jewel, like the, the diadem in the center is, um, is one of the things that is wonderful and unique about them because there must have been strife and dissension and people want it like, Hey, my drumming is good. Do you mind? There must've been that, but you never, that never comes into you that never comes through in the music. There's always this sense of like we are a, we are an artistic like group. We are a collective. So right. And if you believe the shitty shitty movie, there was tension. Oh, and by the way, good time to mention if you are listening to this on the Vodacast app, you can click on the link to see reviews of Bohemian Rhapsody and a bunch of other stuff that we collected in our show notes. So go to your app store and download the free Vodacast app. That's V O D A. C-A-S-T. Sorry. Go ahead. But you're right. It doesn't affect the music at all. And also, how much does the world love Queen that that piece of shit movie was such a big hit is what I will say. Well, I think the world also loves Rami Malek. Yes, for good reason. He's great. Was he good? I mean, was he good in that? And then the movie was just shit, shitty or he was also have you shitty. have you had the um, dubious opportunity to see this film? Uh, I haven't, and your answer will inform whether I ever bother. Rami Malek is great, but he lip syncs to Freddie Mercury's performances. Uh-huh. So there, what I remember most specifically about seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, which is the name of the film, is when they recreate the live at Wembley Arena performance. That classic performance. Mm-hmm. I remember that there was something about Rami Malek's performance and hearing Freddie Mercury's vocals that made me feel existentially angry <laughs> that right. this life force got taken from us. So right. the movie did do a good job at making me feel the sheer supernova life force that was Freddie Mercury. And I guess now that I'm talking about it, maybe I'm saying, yeah, it's probably worth seeing. It's just like, there are there are enough moments like that to make it worth watching, even though the writing and directing are just a complete shit show. Right. All right. I mean, look, Rami Malek is good. Freddie Mercury is good. But sometimes, like, you know, it's like trying to get two positive poles. Like, they're, they're going to repel each other. So Right. But it, it worked out. It worked out this time. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Um, I don't, I guess I don't have that much else to say. Like Freddie, again, Freddie is Freddie, Queen is Queen. I think everything you said is, is right on that they sort of defy genre. And, uh, that's one of the many amazing, one of the, the many amazing things about them. And, uh, not only could we not stop Freddie then, we continue to not be able to stop Freddie now. And that's why they call us Mr. and Mrs. Fahrenheit. No, no one. I've been referred to as Mr. Kelvin a few times, but never Mr. Fahrenheit. <laughs> we are traveling at the speed of light, however. and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkAndSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah with an H, talkaboutsongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. I met a man. He told me straight. You gotta leave. It's getting late. Too many cops. Too many guns. I'll try to do something. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.